At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Jr., Mike Golick Sr., Jesse Cofield, back holding it down for us in the DraftKings studio in Boston as we are still on baby watch. What's up, Jesse? You know, eight days from <laughs> my due date, really feeling it. Could happen at any moment. We're on water-breaking watch. We're on peeing-my-pants watch. It's just, it's really a magical time. Wow. Blue wow. Just sounds like just a wonderful, wonderful experience. Yeah. Do you, were you told the second one, what were you what were you leading into toll? Will the second one be early or late or, or what were you led to believe? I was led to believe by everyone I know and my doctor that this baby was going to come like two to three weeks early. Like everyone is like, oh my God, your second baby just shoots out, just slides out of your body, is ready to go <laughs> like a month before your due date, blah, blah, blah. Here we are, eight days out, fellas. And guess what? I'm still pregnant, heavily pregnant, okay? <laughs> I had an upper respiratory infection this weekend. Like, I just, it's the hormones that are raging through my body right now. Like, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It's pretty crazy. Man, so what a wonderful subplot for this entire show now, folks. You, by nature of watching this show, and we got a great one for you today that you can download, subscribe, rate, review, leave a five-star rating for, and check out live Monday through Friday from 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern on the DraftKingsNetwork.com, the YouTube channel, Samsung TV+, Plus, Roku, and now on radio on VEASAN from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern each and every day. You listening or watching are now an accomplice to this, so if you see something, say something. You are on Baby Watch here with Jeff. <laughs> 
Jesse on the show, as is our friend, because it is Wednesday. We are back from the Super Bowl. She is back from NBA All-Star Weekend, so we get to welcome in on this wonderful Wednesday our good friend Charlotte Wilder, co-host of Oddball with Amin El Hassan, who is not sliding out of anyone's body but getting back from the city of Indianapolis. Charlotte, you can answer the question, was Indianapolis a good host city for the All-Star Game? Because everybody seemed to want to do city debates. Yeah. uh, First of all, I just want to say, I mean, if I sound the way I sound and feel the way I feel coming out of All-Star, I'm trying to slide back into my own body. Actually, just in general, February, like we've been doing sports so much since summer at this point. Like it's exhausting. Jesse, you are you. I I have more admiration for you that to, to be doing this eight days away from your due date when this is already like, whoo, okay, we are, this is, we are in it is I just, my hat's off to you. Literally. I don't have a hat on. Um, so I just <laughs> want to put that out there before ah. anything else. Um, yeah. secondly, Indianapolis, you know, I, I thought it was an adorable, lovely, walkable city. I love the walkability to be honest. Like everyone was like, I hate it here. It's snowing. And I was like, uh, I ate the St. Elmo shrimp cocktail on camera, which everybody has to look forward to, horseradish just like up into my brain. Um, and I was like, oh, well, this is the craziest thing I've ever eaten. Why did you do this to me on camera? And then I was like, I need more of it. Like you get anyway. So the shrimp cocktail in Indianapolis, amazing. Also, though, I just like that everything was close and it snowed. So what snows everywhere? I'm sort of sick of everybody bashing these cities because it's not like sexy or Vegas where it's just traffic and hot. Like every city has something going for it and it's something not going for it. And, um, you know, my hotel was connected to Lucas Oil, so I didn't have to walk outside for one thing. And that was great. Charlotte, I, I a thousand percent agree with you. I mean, it, it, now when the Super Bowl was there, it was unseasonably warm. So walking around was a lot easier. But I love a venue where you can basically walk, uh, go to the places you want, whether it's St. Elmo's or somewhere else. And by the way, yes, that cocktail sauce is the greatest sinus cleanser there is out there. I absolutely love it. But I, I'm with you. I, I dig it. I like walkable places. Like, uh, so I, I, I'm not one of those that would rip a city like that. But I'll ask this next question before we move on to uh, <laughs> uh, to some words going on mm-hmm. uh, in the NBA. We know Adam Silver gave that uh, the East that trophy and basically wanted to smash the trophy and walk off the court for how disgusted he was in the game. So in your eyes, does the game change? And if so, what way do you would you think about changing it to make it any more entertaining or to make Adam Silver happy? I mean, my favorite thing was Gojo was your thread about like funniest ways to change the all-star game, because I feel like that's where we're at with this conversation. I don't know what you can do. If players decide that they don't care about this, I really don't know how you can make them care about it other than players deciding they care about it. When you have Anthony Edwards going on the record saying, It's the all-star game. I don't think I'm ever going to care about it. That's like, you know, it's, and, and, and I think that it applies to any team. Like, I think when there's anybody who has decided as a part of a team, 
I'm not going to care about this because sure they're individual players. They're from different teams, but they are on one team in terms of selling the NBA to a worldwide audience for all-star weekend. This is something that TNT plays, pays a lot of money to broadcast. And so if you have players being like, yeah, I'm good. um, There's got to be some sort of reckoning or people are just going to have to realize that the value is going to go down. And I don't know whether you change it or whether this is something that players do to themselves. But if there's something that, that, that any group of people are working on together and one of them's just like, I'm out. And then the rest of them start to be like, well, I'm out too. I think people think it's easier to fix that than it is. I think this is a sort of a philosophical crisis within basketball that is not solved with incentives of money or of, um, you know, go to Cancun early, if like get another week off, like it, 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 it feels much more personal and deep seated unless you have younger guys coming along. Um, like the rising stars games were great. If those guys decide that they care. Mm. Um, but I really think it takes leadership within those players or guys who are not like Luka Doncic, who is a wonderful player and I love to watch, but like Bill Barnwell's tweet about the 2K control, you know, firing up the 2K controls and forgetting how they work. That's how that's how Luca played. And we know he can play better than that. So personally, and sorry to rant about this, but I was just like so pissed. I was I was watching this game and I was like, are you kidding me? Like I I as someone I feel like I try to take pride in my work. I try to work hard. I try to show up every day, even when it does not feel good or easy. And I couldn't imagine being a player out there of their caliber, of their ability, of their pride and of their competitiveness and being like, you know what? I'm fine that everybody's watching this. But but Charlotte, you say you take pride in your work. Your work counts every day. This game doesn't count. This game means but nothing. It does. This game is but it supposed does. It, no, it doesn't. It, it, uh, Charlotte, this game means nothing. The Pro Bowl means nothing. The NHL All-Star game, there's nothing riding on it. Baseball, they tried the ridiculous thing of putting home field for the World Series on it. So, And players don't want to get hurt. So if they play hard, that's a possibility. If you want to rip them for that, okay. But they, the game literally means nothing. I think there's a happy medium, though. I think there's a happy, I think there's a difference between turning it into a joke and, 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 and trying a little bit like trying, you know, when you're just walking up and down the court, that to me feels like a difference between, and I get it. I wouldn't want to get hurt either. I completely understand. But if you've decided that something doesn't have value, you know, these guys play in practice every day, they play pickup. Sometimes they could get hurt doing that. I understand that getting hurt in the all-star game would be like, would feel awful given that the, you know, I, I think it was Anthony Davis who said these guys are all important to their team, but I do think it means something in that this represents what this sport is. And it's such a great opportunity coming off of the the Super Bowl to be like, Hey, check this thing out. And when it's just, when it just doesn't mean anything, you know, you could say, well, let's call it, but there's too much money involved. So like, what are you going to do? Like it, it ties into the TV contracts. It ties into their salaries. So like it sort of does mean something. 
to an extent, but that's like the fans that say I pay the player salaries where it's so convoluted in the system that gets us to this point. And when we've all decided collectively as a public that the postseason and rings are the only thing that matters and then players follow suit on that, I can't act all that surprised when it happens. I'll tell you what you need is you need a couple tempo violators because, Dad, you've been a part of a million walkthroughs. And every time you're going through a walkthrough and you're not in practice, everyone's got their eye out for the young guy that's going a little bit too fast and a little bit too hard that wrecks the entire tempo of the drill. And so you need Victor Wembanyama to come into this game next year busting in like a bull in a china shop and embarrass a couple of dudes because i promise all these guys are competitive enough even on a day where they don't want a ball where if someone starts to go out there and look like they're going to embarrass them they're probably not going to take kindly to that and that's the kindling you need to start the fire so you need to count on all this competitive desire that we'll get to with victor Wembanyama when we talk about face of the league stuff you need to hope that shows up in the all-star game and they hit me a couple of these other young dudes decide to take that thing over and set this thing off a little bit uh so Charlotte, we're glad you made it back from Indianapolis in one piece. I'm glad that you didn't have to deal with what I had to the last time I was in Indianapolis, which was them bringing out an entire bowl of St. Elmo shrimp open in the air in the halftime press box for the halftime of the national championship game that was there. Just a big bowl with like two pounds of loose shrimp out in the open in the press box with a bunch of hungry media members is nightmare fuel. I've heard you talk about this. That was St. Elmo's shrimp. That was with, was that? that, St. Elmo's shrimp. Was that covered in the cocktail sauce? Oh, it wasn't covered in the cocktail sauce was on the side, but it was just a big old bowl of shrimp. That is, you know, Indianapolis, I really have been trying to ride for you because I feel bad. I don't like when people bash cities because everybody's from somewhere. I just, it really, I really don't like it. Um, I will say Indianapolis leading with a bowl of raw shrimp. I mean, it's not raw, it's cooked, but like shrimp, doesn't shrimp, even when it's cooked, don't you feel like this is raw shrimp? Do you know what I mean? At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back to 
Gojo and Golik. Let's get romantic, you guys. Okay, so over All-Star Weekend, we were treated to the epic bromance that is Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic. It was amazing. They were being goofy as hell the whole time. It was fun to watch. Now, after the All-Star game, Jokic was asked by the media, he was like, I mean, do you ever plan on teaming up with this dude in your career, possibly? And he gave a very honest answer. He said, I don't know. It's possible. I don't want to leave Denver. I like it there, and it's a great organization. But if Luka gets pissed off in Dallas, he can come. So, guys, that was sort of like the old – he's like, yeah, he can come here. I'm not leaving. I like it here. Uh, but he could certainly come join me. Shirley, did you see any of their, like, antics together over the weekend? I mean, it was really funny to watch. You know, I wasn't there for it, uh, unfortunately. I don't. I was probably eating shrimp cocktail somewhere in a you know <laughs> upstairs room of St. Elmo. Um, but I do think that whenever there are players who – are from different teams goofing around together at a time where that is what you're supposed to be doing, I guess, because that's what we're doing now for All-Star. Um, it, it, it's a beautiful thing. And I think I don't know how serious I will believe their friendship is until we see Luca at a carriage racing event in Serbia mm. with Doncic, which, yeah. you know, that could happen. That could happen. I mean, listen, so, it's an incredible pairing of highly skilled, unathletic whites who got together on the basketball <laughs> of the European varietal European and whites. did yeah. what we see happen at all-star games a lot, which is star players getting to interact in a way that looks like it could influence the future of the NBA. The one utility all-star weekend might still have, by the way, is the fact that it's a chance for a lot of these star players in the middle of the season to get extended time together where they can start to plot. And we come out of all-star weekend every year with something like this. Hell, all of the recent LeBron James to Golden State stuff, I could argue you could trace back to the all-star game a few years ago that I believe was in Cleveland where Steph and LeBron are pounding around and they look like the Rocky and Apollo montage. They're laughing and they're high-fiving and they're doing all this stuff here. And dad, for a guy in Luka Doncic, it's not totally far-fetched now things have gone better this year with Kyrie Irving in tow but at the end of last season remember we had Tim McMahon over at ESPN talking about hey Luca has expressed frustrations privately with this organization and there was a fear and part of the reason they took the gamble on Kyrie is because they had constantly tried to bring in a running mate for Luca that had failed to live up and support him in the way that we know a lot of these star players go I either need to see or I'm going to start to explore my options so it's not the craziest thought in the world so let me let me for a moment take a step back and let's talk about the other person. Okay, we've seen Mahomes and Travis Kelsey in a bunch of commercials together, right? And one of them's a Subway commercial where Patrick's talking about the churro or the pretzel or the cookie that goes along with the with the sandwich and says, This is the best sidekick I ever had. And then they go to Travis Kelsey looking at him saying, Not cool, bro. That's Jamal Murray right now. Jamal Murray's looking at at, at uh, Jokic and going, dude, not cool. You know, I'm the point guard of this team, and you're talking about, hey, Luca, if you get ticked off in Dallas, come over here. Now, I know Jamal Murray's deal ends after next year, so we'll see what happens. But that was my thought as I'm like, not only is he the dude with you, but you guys won the NBA championship together. 
So, and now here's, here's the Joker talking about openly somebody else at your position. That's what I took away from this. Not going to lie. I do think that there, when you think about what Jokic and Doncic together would look like basketball wise, it would be, I don't know that it would be like anything we've ever seen in terms of style of play and attitude combined. Do you know what I mean? Like there is a, there is a sort of, um, I'm just here so I don't get fined vibe about both of them, even though Jokic takes it to a place. I think Jokic does it almost more endearingly um, or more successfully uh, with a fan base. I think that um, it, it would, I can't even, I'm trying to imagine it like in a competitive situation where these two are just like, we like, can you imagine Jokic just like, behind the back, you know, left up upside down passes to Luca, you know, shooting from the logo. Like it would be, it would be circus basketball at the highest level. I, Mike, I would love to see it. uh, Listen, we know basketball wise, both of them savants, they're like hitting a knuckleball because neither of them is moving at the speed where with the power that you're used to seeing around the NBA. But Charlotte, to your point, Luke or uh, Nikola Jokic has been able to navigate that sort of laissez faire attitude with the game because he's been the best player in the world for the last number Mm -hmm. of years. It's amazing how much easier it is for a fan base and the media to stomach that when you're out there balling like he is and you don't seem to need to care in the process but with both of these guys it it leans into a conversation that got had over the rest of all-star game by a lot of the stars and current faces of the league guys like Steph Curry and LeBron James that got asked basically about who's next because we're starting to see the mortality of LeBron James of Steph Curry and of a bunch of the old guard that's lived up to the NBA and Luka Doncic was one of the names that they brought up Charlotte I don't know if you being around all-star weekend and seeing the fans out there I always think this is interesting is what the crowd throws back at you is who they're there for obviously going to be incredibly Therese Halliburton friendly being that it's in Indianapolis but between some of the names brought up Luka Doncic Anthony Edwards Shea Gilgis Alexander Devin Booker Donathan Mitchell obviously Victor Wembanyama does there seem to be someone Charlotte that's clearly tagged to be next that's not only going to be a great player but can be someone the league markets around the way they do these guys Charlotte don't forget don't forget that Devin Booker dated Kendall Jenner Okay. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you. I don't think I could forget <laughs> if I tried. I don't think I could forget if I tried. Um, I feel like Jason Tatum, they are already starting to do this. I saw a lot of signage around All-Star Weekend um, that made him, it made it feel like that's who they're sort of trying to go all in as a league marketing perspective. I don't know that Tatum has the wackiness or or there he he's so good and there's not really a caveat to that in a way that I feel like you sort of want but I, I think to be a star you either have to be like LeBron so good in a way that we've never seen before or that we've seen from MJ obviously but like in different ways and and he's played for so long and he's been goofy and and sort of lame sometimes and then sort of fun sometimes and then Tatum's like pretty down the middle. I actually think I have an answer that might seem surprising, but I think Jalen Brunson is actually somebody who could move the needle in a way um, 
that people might not expect. I think that sometimes fans rally around a guy who Jalen Brunson works so hard and plays such hard nosed basketball that he's ideal for the Knicks fan base. Knicks fans are obsessed with him for what he's done for this team, how he's been as a leader, how much emotion he plays with in a way that feels very, he's really grateful for it, I think. And I, I mean, Knicks fans are everywhere. So maybe that's why the cheers were so loud for him at Saturday night at the skills competition. But I think this guy is slowly winning fans over across the league. And if he keeps playing, if the Knicks make it far, if they make it far next year, it, this has some longevity to it. He has all these buddies that he played college ball with that are on his team that he razzes back and forth. Like, I think he could be a sleeper face of the league in a way that people didn't want to think Steph was in a way. I, I think it's going to need to be a team that goes near the top. That's why we're talking about Tatum right now. But but I agree. What what more is there with Luca? I mean, again, there's the don't care much attitude that I don't think is gonna is gonna help out there. Um, I, I'm I'm with you on, on Brunson. I, I get that with, with as emotional as he and Tyrese Halliburton. If they can get the Pacers going, I mean, is that a guy, you know, that could be that guy? And then are we forgetting about the, the biggest guy out there in, in Wemby? Victor yeah. Wembanyama, well, yeah, Wembanyama on a team like, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah. I, I do feel like that's the best answer to this question because to Charlotte's point, what it requires to be the face of the league is either overwhelming dominance the way that we saw with Jordan for so long, you know, the signature shoes that follow with that, Kobe Bryant's intensity and the Mamba mentality, LeBron James in an era giving more of himself. And I think with all of that combined, you still need that initial draw. And that's why Giannis has been that guy for so long. Incredible physical draw personality. Wembenyama, by all accounts, seems to be the guy that has that intrinsic motivation to be great, the ability to do so, and giving enough of his personality to be considered the face of the league. Welcome back to Gojo and Golick, Mike Golick Jr., Mike Golick Sr., and Jesse Cofield. We'll have plenty of real football starting to amp up next week. Combine, already here. It's amazing how quickly it sneaks up on you post-Super Bowl. Starting to dive into some of the prospects now, Dad. We did a little bit of that with Field Yates last week, and we know the quarterbacks are going to be the big sell for this draft, but man, stacked with wide receiver talent, stacked with some high-end offensive tackle talent, especially in the first round. There are some franchise cornerstone potential players that are going to be available for people come this spring. So, Mike, the place where you and Jake trained before your your pro days, I'm out here in Arizona, Exos, uh, which has become so you know widely known around the country as a place where players come to train for their pro day, for the combine. And it also was a place uh, through the NFLPA that us old guys, former players, get to go work out. And every day at 8.30 out here, you know, us old guys get an hour, hour and a half, and we get led through a workout. And I was there Monday, and the combine guys are there, the ones who work out at Exos. And man, let me. <laughs> there was a group of about nine, nine of us former players, you know, more than a few of us with a little gray in our beard, just looking at these athletes of today, it is just incredible how big they are. And not even just the linemen, the other position players and how fast they move. It's just 
we 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 saw ourselves right and when we were young and could move like that and could lift like that you know way 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 back in the day uh for our combines it was it's just fun to watch and i've done it the last couple of years working out at exos there during especially during the time of the uh, of the combine where they're doing all the training for all those events and just looking at these guys going man pretty cool to see that again just the beginning of that career to it's fun to watch these guys working i feel like they need to do some content where instead of pros versus joes they do future pros versus former pros where they have you guys all go and perform the combine drills together just so everybody can have a good what life. Oh, a good laugh. I know. Do you know do you know the tears we would have in our hamstrings or our quads or our Achilles? I mean, oh my God, what a horrible idea. Horrible idea out of you. That'll never happen. I mean, listen, I didn't say it would be pain-free for you and the other olds, but this is about <laughs> our entertainment, not your bodies. Come on. Yeah. Have a little compassion for the okay. rest of us. We got to fill the content gap <laughs> until we get to this combine now. But uh, no, we'll have a, we'll have to have you as our mole inside there and figure out who's on the Exos roster. Because for anyone familiar, these big box places, they go in and they prepare you for everything. You spend and forsake all your time yep. getting better at football to figure out how to do the best three-cone drill, the technique for the start of your 40, how to interview right when you go into all these rooms at the Combine. It is a top-down holistic process to get you jacked, tan, and then ready to go answer all these insane questions that Dad's been privy to every day watching the future leaders of your favorite football team go out there and try and beef up and get ready. So before we get to that, it's been a heavy gossip day on the show, so we might as well lean into the rest of it because Antonio Pierce, the new Las Vegas Raiders head coach, took over as the interim coach for the last nine games of last season, already has some words for the back-to-back defending champions. He went on Max Crosby's podcast not too long ago and talked about not only playing the Chiefs, but as one of the teams that beat them down the stretch of the season, what he believes is the secret to beating the Chiefs. And then we went into, we got the Jordan rules, and we, we I'm calling it now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, yeah. filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I showed those guys Jordan getting his whooped. I mean, Dad, I don't know why people ran with this headline as if it was something revelatory. This is what yeah. Max Crosby has been doing the entire time he's been playing Patrick Mahomes. We saw a whole NFL Films mic'd up feature about Crosby just touching him and just needling him and just hitting him. And how'd that work out for you? Yeah, you're going to beat him, and that's probably your best way to do it. But you also woke up the bear at one point and got your ass clipped as well. So this is kind of how the game goes with Pat. I don't understand why people made such a big deal out of this statement. He's saying the obvious. Yeah, I, I I don't either. You know, Antonio Pierce was a head coach for the last nine games. He went five and four, and he played the Chiefs twice. First time he played him, he lost 31-17. Second time he played him, he won 20 to 14. Yeah, I, I I don't understand this. I don't think there's a blueprint out there to beat Kansas City for as many times as they've won the West, as many times they've been to the AFC championship game and into the Super Bowl as well. So they are still the team to beat and are the team to beat. And everybody, it seems Mike, everybody's looking for a way to needle and bring down Pat Mahomes. when He's accomplished so much to, to say maybe what he's doing isn't as great as we think, which is just preposterous. 
I guess this is the thing is, you know, because the Chiefs have now been the back-to-back champions of the dynasty that's currently going three and five years, which seems like in every sport, that sort of metric that we put on when you become a dynasty. And so everyone's going to spend a lot of their time and bandwidth trying to figure out how to stop these dudes, what makes them tick. I I get that, especially from a Raiders team that's in the division. But my God, the lengths and the backflips that people have done for the entirety of this postseason to try and really going back before this season. I remember when I thought I had the very lukewarm take that Patrick Mahomes existed on a quarterback tier all on his own. And man, people seem to want to complicate something that I feel is largely uncomplicated when it comes to our analysis of that quarterback. And we had a pop up again yesterday. Warren Sharp on Twitter put out this list of the average length of touchdown passes and air yards for every quarterback in the NFL. And of the qualified quarterbacks who had a minimum of five touchdown passes, Patrick Mahomes had the lowest air yards per touchdown pass in the NFL. And people just decided to try and use this as another means to discredit the dude and ignore all the context around what we knew about the Chiefs offense, the way they're played, the way they've adjusted, and the reason wearing the jersey number 15 that they've been able to do all that. I understand most of this is just fan jealousy. It's people that want either their great quarterback to be considered in the same vein for all the reasons they think are appropriate, all the breaks they think the Chiefs are getting, because again, that's what happens when you're the dynasty. But man alive, it is as an objective third, as an unbiased third party, it's really wild to watch the lengths people want to go to act like a great thing isn't great. And it, it, the one person you may want to listen to, everybody, is did you hear what Teddy Bruschi had to say? Because everybody's comparing or starting to pat, is Pat going to catch Tom Brady, right? Teddy Bruschi said, hey, look at Mahomes' first six years and what he's accomplished And look at Tom's first six years. Tom's most interceptions he ever threw was three times in his first six years, 14 interceptions, three different years. Teddy Bruschi said Tom was developing in those six years. And he said when we were winning titles, and we've all said this, it was very obvious early on, they were led by their defense. And we know for Mahomes in Kansas City, they have been led by their offense. This was the first year that he had the best defense he's played with and one of the better defenses around. It had mainly been the offensive side. So Teddy Bruschi, who's part of all those championship teams and a teammate of Tom Brady said, basically said, there's not a lot of comparison in the first six years of Mahomes' career and the first six years of Brady's career. He did say, obviously, listen, Brady went on and the, the longevity of it to continue to win and then to go to another team and win a Super Bowl. I mean, he, he's, you know, just solidified his goatness there, but to try and discredit Pat Mahomes for anything he's done in the first six years to nitpick is a joke. And I get most people are responding anytime. You know, it's like I used to have this all the time when we were on Golik and Wingo and it was you, Trey, and me, and I was in the third chair. You get a little bit, I call it third chair syndrome, where you hear a bunch of people saying the same thing and your natural human tendency is to go, well, it can't be all that and then start to poke at it and question it a little bit. I'm going to give everyone some free advice as someone that got a big ass whooping on a high profile stage from the premier dynasty of my time, 2012 national title, Alabama. The easier way to sleep at night is to not say, oh, they're not really that good. And here's X, Y, and Z reason why. 
That 2012 Alabama team, I'm trying to lob them up every chance I get for the best team in the last two decades. Make them unintouchable. Make them unapproachable and unimpeachable. And I promise you'll sleep a lot better at night than if you make it seem like, (laughs) oh, they're really not that good. Like, no, if you get your ass whooped and you got cleat marks up your backside, it better be from one of the best of all time. That's a lot easier to stomach to me than saying I got beat by some mid team. That's very true. And you got really drunk after that game as well. Yeah, I remember that. That also helps. I cannot recommend that enough. Safely, responsibly, but a little bit of it helps. Ah! <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, time to finish off the show the way we always do. This, that, the third, three quick stories to send you off into the rest of your day. As always, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, review us, leave us a five-star rating, and check us out here live Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern, right here on DraftKingsNetwork.com, our YouTube channel, Samsung TV Plus, Roku. And again, you can catch the best of Gojo and Golik on VEASAN from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern each and every day now. Pumped to be a part of that lineup and another place that you can hear us and enjoy the show. And if you miss any of it live or our great guests, our thanks to our buddy Charlotte Wilder, co-host of Oddball with Amin El Hassan every day but Monday here on the DraftKings Network. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts as well as available right here on YouTube when we get done. And Dad, let's start off with this. Last night, number one ranked UConn rolled into Creighton and promptly got their asses whooped. Ascending back to number one, I believe they were the first uh, uh, number one, this first time being number one this season or at least in a while. And the betting public had been all over UConn, Dad. UConn minus two and a half going against number 15 Creighton on the road was the most bet side by ticket and of all college basketball games last night on DraftKings Sportsbook. Had 82% of the bets, 77% of the money was on UConn. And they didn't just get beat, Dad. They got rolled. They were down big at halftime. And Creighton, outside of a little flirtation towards the end of that game where UConn was able to pull it to within 
about 10 or 12, really kept their foot down on the gas, shot lights out from beyond the arc, shot lights out overall on that night, and promptly upset number one for the first time in their program's history. Very cool moment for the Blue Jays. Yeah, Dan Hurley, the coach at UConn, said, I coached horribly. The team didn't play well. They were on their third game in seven days. He said he didn't like the team's body language, but gave all the, the credit to Creighton. UConn's big man got two quick fouls, so it was on the bench a lot in the first half as well. But Creighton got it done. They were ranked 15 going into this week. And UConn had won 14 straight. But the stack, because I wondered, it didn't seem like a big, a big spread of two and a half points, right, as the betting favorite there. UConn, I didn't didn't realize this. The last time they beat a ranked team on the road was January of 2014 at Memphis. They had lost, they have lost 21 in a row against ranked teams on the road. So they they have mm. been there, done that on the road against ranked teams. And, and it showed last night as Creighton just absolutely smoked them. So Good on them. UConn, you know, be one of the one seeds, you know, the way this is all going, getting into the tournament. And luckily, uh, very soon, we have March Madness to talk about. Uh, absolutely. Current odds on DraftKings Sportsbook, by the way, have UConn as the betting favorite to win the NCAA tournament at plus 500, followed by Purdue at plus 700, Houston at plus 900, and Arizona at plus 1200. So as we get into that, uh, Joe Lenardi somewhere in a bunker ruminating right now. We're getting very close <laughs> to March Madness that everyone wants to expand, by the way, as well, which is going to be interesting as it comes up. But Jesse, let's get to that. Uh, we are a show that always tends to cater to airline travel content, and we got really fast planes right now to talk about. There's record wind speeds in the jet stream right now, um, exceeding 800 miles per hour, like forcing flights to that to that um, level. So, guys, normally planes travel at like 500 miles per hour, 600 miles per hour. 800 miles per hour is how fast they are going due to the jet stream, due to these winds, 265 mile per hour winds propelling those planes. Now, you've got to understand, this is pretty cool, right? If you think about it, you're like, hey, we might arrive at our destination early. This is pretty nice. But that's if you're traveling east, okay? If you're traveling west, that means you're going to be going against these crazy winds, okay? That means turbulence. That means slower flight times. I mean, traveling east, it's nice. Traveling west, it's scary. Yeah, Dad, this is going to be sort of wild. So all of this has legs that are attached to global warming and the changing temperatures around the world that are changing the strength of these winds, clearly just shotgunning these people or slingshotting these yeah. people to their destination. But on the other side, Jesse's right. Like, it's going to up turbulence. It's going to make it hell going uh, uh, elsewhere. In the future, airlines are saying that this level of turbulence and change in climate could force them to cancel more flights or delay more flights. So we're getting ready for a time where the gap in air travel experiences is only going to continue to widen and we're going to keep having airport horror stories, which is why I always remind you, all you selfish travelers who go out here and don't put your bins away when you go through TSA or stand on the moving walkway or want to jockey for position in the aisles when you get off flights, this is going to suck even more for all of us going forward. We don't need you to help make it worse. Flying is like football and blackjack. It's a team game, and our goal is to all get out alive and somehow beat the airlines that have us by the you-know-what. Yeah, yeah, there's just... You could probably pick the airport as the one place where there's the most things that can aggravate you if they're not done 
in what we think is the correct way, or some people think is the correct way. There are so many, so many things, but this is crazy. You know, hearing hearing one uh, of the uh, the uh, pilots talking about their flight that hit uh, eight hundred and twenty two miles an hour. I can't even fathom that. Again, it would be great getting somewhere early. Turbulence. I, I, I listen. Nobody loves turbulence, but I'm one of those. I'm in the air. If turbulence, people get all nerved out. I'm like, you know what? I'm in the air. Ain't a damn thing I can do about it. Whatever happens, happens. You know, I'm <laughs> I'm up there. We're trapped in the in the in the tube anyway. So you know, what, whatever's going to go on, go on. But man, I I'll take getting there early. That's for sure. And then you know what? When you're going east to west, you got to live with those results as well. Yeah, it's my not father's great. single greatest attribute is his ability to just let go and let God like if he can't control it in the situation, my father will not waste an ounce of his precious brain power on exploring nope. an option that he can't control. It is the biggest difference between him and not only the rest of my family, I think the rest of the humans on Earth, dad, it is truly your superpower to just not give a bleep. The biggest thing that aggravates me on flights with turbulence is it makes my screen bounce up and down when I'm trying to watch my Netflix that I downloaded on my iPad. If I can't see that clearly, that aggravates me more than anything else. Everyone's so, yeah. praying to their God and Golic Senior is just like, why can't I watch the next episode of this Netflix show? <laughs> yeah, what, am I, what am I supposed to do here? I can't watch The Witcher now. I don't even know if that's on Netflix. I apologize. I'm not versed in what's it on is. what platform is my dad. That is. So. That is. It's on Netflix. I just that's one. That's I just good. always assume my dad's still watching episodes of Hell on Wheels that only he is privy oh my to God. Uh, as the rest of us battle with air travel. Jesse, let's get to the third. One dude hit the jackpot with a Wemby card and freaked the F out. Yeah, a Chinese breaker pulled Dude. out the Victor Wembanyama, a one-of-one one Prism rookie card worth about $100,000 they were pretty excited to say the least. I mean, if you pull a card worth $100,000, right? That's like the pretty typical reaction. So it's the first of three different one of ones of Wemby in this product. The other two are True Black and Nebula. The current record for the most expensive Wemby card ever sold, 67330 So obviously, if this one goes up for sale, it would likely be the first Wemby card that breaks that $100,000 threshold. So pretty cool, and yeah, I'd be pretty excited too. So I, I guess I have a question. I don't know this business at all. I, I wonder... Do you sell it now when it's worth $100,000? Do you hang on to it? Will that will it appreciate then the better he does? Or what if he doesn't do well? Will it de deep depreciate? I don't know enough about this business that said, hey, dude, get your hundred grand right now. Or can this thing be worth a lot more? That That's what I need answers to. Because I would be screaming just like that guy had I pulled that card out. Yeah. There yeah, he is again. I, I think a lot of that depends on your station in life where it's, hey, do I need this hundred grand real bad now? Want to get rid of this? Because, Dad, I think like we've seen with trading cards in the past that end up years later going for millions at auction, you're hoping and banking on the fact that Victor Wembanyama has the kind of career that everyone's predicted for him so far and that this thing could be worth 10x that by the time it's all done, which, by the way, we need to wrap that young man in bubble wrap because between the way he has yeah. improved on the court so far this season, all of the stories that you hear about him from other former players, current players, coaches, 
coaches that have come in contact with him about how intrinsically motivated he is, what a great teammate and player he is to coach. Like, we might have another one. Like, we're coming to the sunset end of LeBron James' career. We might actually have another one where this guy was billed to sp- uh, supposed to be something and might actually get there. If you believe that this show lived up to the hype as well and you want to yell and scream about it, do it in the le- downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Leave it in the comments. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you tomorrow. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 